The scripture for this morning comes to us from 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 2 through 10. I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Come to him, a living stone, though rejected by mortals, yet chosen and precious in God's sight. And like living stones, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in Scripture, See, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone, chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. To you then who believe, he is precious. But for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the very head of the corner, and a stone that makes them stumble, and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the word, as they were destined to do. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Again, I want to wish everybody a very happy Mother's Day. It is interesting that today's scripture begins by telling us that we should be like newborn infants. As we hear that, moms everywhere are having flashbacks to when their babies were infants, were newborns. When they brought them home from the hospital and they experienced the constant feeding every two to three hours, sometimes even more frequent than that. It is one of those experiences that leaves parents without much sleep, right Josh and Kayla? It is an experience like no other because that child needs to be fed and it needs to be fed regularly. When Miguel was little, he would fall asleep in the middle of feedings and take power naps and then just wake up longing for that milk once more. It took a while for him to get into that rhythm of eating every few hours. When babies are hungry for that milk, they will let you know. They will try out those new lungs and make sure that you can hear them as they scream out and cry out for that milk. Peter uses this illustration of a newborn infant longing for milk to talk about how we as newborn Christians should be longing for the pure and spiritual milk that is the Word of God. You see, all babies need milk. They take milk so that they can nurture themselves, so that they can grow, so that they can continue to develop and later on move on into solid food. Once a baby has tasted milk, there's no turning back. They want it again and again and again. They have tasted and they have seen that it is good. In the same way, Peter is arguing that when we experience the living Word of God, it feeds our spirits it helps us to grow into salvation, and we have tasted and seen that it is good, and we want more of it. That's the reason that we continue to go back to the Word time and time again. There's two points I don't want you to miss in this illustration. As Christians, we are born again, 
And as we are born again, what nurtures us and helps us to grow in the faith is going back to the Word of God like the baby goes back to that motherly milk. The second point is that you really can't grow without the nurture that comes from God's Word. It is through the hearing of the Word that faith is increased. It is through reading the stories about Jesus that we continue to learn more about what God has done for us in Jesus Christ. And so you are right now listening to this very message because you have tasted and seen that God's Word is good and you have come to feed and feast on His Word. The second illustration that Peter uses is that of Jesus as the living stone, rejected by many, yet chosen by God and precious in His sight. In a time in which people used to fa fashion all kinds of idols out of stone and wood, it was very important for Peter, who was writing to a Gentile Christian audience, to express that this was not some false idol made of wood or stone, but that Jesus was the living stone. This was not some idol that would not respond to your needs, would not talk back when you talk to him. This was the living stone that God had put before them. He was indeed alive and not dead. This is the message of Easter. It is the message of the empty tomb. It is the message that we continue to share as the good news of the gospel, that Jesus not only died for our sins on the cross, but that he was raised on the third day. And Peter wanted his audience to understand that this was the living stone, not a false god. Have you ever watched the build? Something going up, being constructed? You know, living with the construction across the street from the church, we have experienced townhome after townhome being built. We have seen them come in and dig foundations, pour concrete, bring in big, huge bundles of material, framing those houses and then putting roofs and then finishing them out. It has been something to see as we have seen them go through the process of construction. Peter is telling us that you and I are similar to the materials in a build. That basically you and I are God's material to build a spiritual home. He's not talking about just building a church or building a ministry. He's talking about you and I becoming the people of God that form His body, His hands, His feet, going out into the world to proclaim the goodness of God through Jesus Christ. He's talking about coming together as the spiritual church that is united in spirit no matter what the distance is between us. Right now you are watching this video and you are coming to the living stone that is Jesus Christ. And through you experiencing this worship, you're saying, Lord, build me into a spiritual house. Help me to be a royal priesthood. Help me to be holy and separated for you. Help me to offer sacrifices that are acceptable to you through Jesus Christ. But I got to tell you, it's hard sometimes to let God build you and make you into something new. You know, material can be resistant sometimes to being shaped and formed. 
And I think at times we get set on our ways and we want things to be a certain way. But during this time in which we are not able to be at church, I have to tell you for pastors, it is a difficult time. It's hard to think that we might never be able to get back to church the way it was before. That maybe there's going to need to be new ways to reach people for Jesus Christ. This is a good example of that. God is always creating. He is always building something new. The awesome news in this scripture is that we are God's building material and that Jesus Christ is the architect and at the same time the foundation. And if we allow God to work in us and through us, He will help us to be molded and shaped into the spiritual house that He wants us to become. You and I are chosen people. So what is God building? He's building us. To what purpose? So that we might be a royal priesthood. A priest was a person that connected people to God. They directed them to worship. They directed them into a relationship with God. And they helped to bridge that gap. God used Jesus Christ as our royal priest. And now he is calling you and I to become a holy priesthood that continues to connect those who have not known the goodness of Jesus, who have not tasted to see that he is good, and to help them to connect to him and to know him. God is basically building us as bridges into our communities. And Jesus Christ, through his sacrifice on the cross and through his resurrection, already laid the foundation for our work. But God has not stopped building there. He has continued to build as he did through the early disciples and as he does through the church today. You are the stuff, the material that God wants to use to build his spiritual bridge to the world that does not know him. He wants you to be the one that goes out because you have tasted and you have seen that he is good. And when we find something good, we want everybody to know about it. And so he wants us to be the material that he uses to bridge the gap between church and culture, between those that have tasted and those that have not, between those that are chosen God's people and people that have not known and still see Jesus as a stumbling block. Many today still struggle with the message of the cross, with how God could have taken flesh and dwelt among us, how he could have died on a cross and be raised from the dead on the third day. It is a message that was hard to believe back then and is still hard for many people to believe today. Yet this is the message that you and I are sharing. And the reason we can share it is because we have known what it is to be taken from the kingdom of darkness to marvelous light. We have tasted and seen how good God really is. And we have been nurtured through the word of God as we have read it and studied it. We have been called out of darkness into the light so that we can bridge the gap for those that are still in the darkness. 
God wants to use us to proclaim all the good things that he has done for us in Jesus Christ. Today, I want to invite you to allow God to work with you, to make yourself moldable, to make yourself useful in his hands, to allow God to basically shape you into something new. We might not be able to physically come together in a church building, but I want to tell you that that has not stopped God from building us up as his spiritual house. That has not kept the Holy Spirit from working in our homes to shape us and mold us and make us new. It hasn't stopped them from using His Spirit to continue to accompany us through these trying times. God wants us to tell others that they can also find mercy and love and forgiveness and grace in Jesus Christ. We need to tell others because we know just how good He really is. So let's let God continue to build us and mold us and shape us. Let Him use this time to remodel, to renew, to refresh your life. And use this time to prepare yourself to be a bridge and a connector to your neighbors and to your community so that they will taste and see how good God really is. I pray that after we come out of this time, we will be a stronger house because we have been in the Word of God and we have continued to stay connected through the Holy Spirit. God bless you and we will see you soon.